Industrial Talk is brought to you by Palo Alto Networks. Palo Alto Networks offers zero trust for your operational technology without the PTSD. If you're in the digital transformation game, keeping operational technology secure and running smoothly is a tall order. It's enough to make any coolest operations director wake up in night sweats. Palo Alto Network's Zero Trust OT security delivers comprehensive visibility and security for all OT assets, networks, and remote operations. It provides best-in-class security while simplifying OT security management. It sees and protects everything in the network, and it automates threat detection while implementing Zero Trust across all operations. So sleep better at night knowing you have the most comprehensive platform to detect, manage, and secure your OT assets. Learn more about the Palo Alto Network's Zero Trust solution. Go out to paloaltonetworks.com. That's paloaltonetworks.com. Find out more. You will not be disappointed. Welcome to the Industrial Talk Podcast with Scott McKenzie. Scott is a passionate industry professional dedicated to transferring cutting-edge, industry-focused innovations and trends while highlighting the men and women who keep the world moving. So put on your hard hat, grab your work boots, and let's go. All right, thank you once again for joining Industrial Talk, and thank you once again for your incredible support. A platform that is dedicated, Industrial Talk, is dedicated to industrial professionals all around the world because you are bold, you are brave, you dare greatly. You collaborate. You solve problems. You do everything that I am so proud of. And that's why we here on this platform celebrate you because we are your industrial cheerleaders. I'm just adding that, Lee. That's just me just getting all fancy pants with my intro. So disregard. <laughs> and as you can tell, we are broadcasting from Accelerate 23. It is in Orlando, and it's brought to you by those wonderful people at Fluke Reliability. Go check out Fluke Reliability. And uh, you will not be disappointed. Go out to the World Wide Web. That is the World Wide Web. Find Fluke Reliability, and you will not be disappointed. All right. Lee. Look, and I, I got his card in front of me right here. You're out on video. You can see it. Lee McClish. Did I get that? Yes. All right. He is the director of maintenance uh, and reliability. So that he's got at NTT Global Data Center Americas. There you go. Let's get cracking. Good conference, Lee. Uh, very good conference. It is pretty good. You know, it is pretty good. And I, I've been saying it. I, either I've been drinking the Kool-Aid and I'm, and I'm such a, a homer for uh, what's going on in this place. But it was. it's not too big. It's not too small. It's just the right size to be able to have great conversations. Yeah. Meet up with people. See Mad Tech. Oh, good. And yeah, not just peppered a, with just all a bunch of vendors. Yeah, no. You're just, uh, yeah. And, <clears throat> talking to users. There's one right there. He's a user right over there. We're going to have a conversation. <clears throat> Um, for the listeners, let's get uh, let's get right to it. Give us a little background on who you are, and let's just sort of level set before we get into that. Because I'm I'm just intrigued by the maintenance reliability at, from a date. I'm, I'm looking at that. I'm looking at your journey. Let's get going. Yeah, I started uh, in the Navy. I was in a submarine force for ten years active. Do you? And then I did. Do you do you know Jack Nicholas? Oh yeah, yeah. I met him. At, at this event in 19, and he was in the Navy Reserves for a long time, and I retired from the Navy Reserves, both as captains. So, yeah, I just had a good conversation with him. <laughs> 
Small world, go. I'm sorry. I digress. There you go. One of the things that always happens with this program is because the world, the industrial world is, you know, fortunately, eventually I'll know everybody. I'll know them all. That's my goal, know everybody in the industry. Continue. Sorry about that. Yes, I spent uh, 10 years in the nuclear Navy and submarines on active duty, and I actually stayed in the reserves for another 20 and retired with 30 years of service. And so I, Thank you. When, when I came out of the Navy, I was you know, in my early 30s, and I started working for a corrugated box plant as a maintenance supervisor, which was a good background for me. They had steam boilers, you know, like we did on the submarine. And so I kind of you know, jumped right in and charged the mechanics, electricians, and really kind of learned what bothered them. You know, when they go out to machine, you know, what are they dealing with? You know, yeah. how did an engineer yeah. design that piece of equipment? And so I stayed with them about 15 years. I worked for a folding carton plant, learned a lot more about reliability then, reliability center maintenance. Spent three years at BASF, large chemical company, as a reliability engineer and then yeah. a maintenance manager. And then out of the blue, this guy calls me up and says, hey, I'm Tom. I work for Raging Wire. I'm like, well, that's a cool name. Yeah. He's like, Excuse me, I don't know what it is, but it did grab my attention, yes. <laughs> yeah. And I uh, wow. So I, I said, what do you do? He goes, well, we're a data center. I go, okay, well, what do you do? <laughs> Still, I want to know. Is it a baseball team? Because that's a cool baseball name. Well, what is it? <laughs> yeah, so he's telling me, you know, hey, you know, we're the cloud. We provide, you know, place for the servers, power them up and keep them cool and all that. And I go, well, it sounds to me like you need an IT guy. I go, why are you calling me? I'm a mechanical Engineering, no, no, we want somebody mechanical background because all the mechanical equipment to start and build a reliability program. And so I, you know, went through the interviews and have a look back, and that was about five and a half years ago. Is, is that NTT? Yeah, NTT Bottom. I was getting ready in 14. I don't see that cool name on NTT. Not to say NTT is not a cool name, <laughs> just saying it's not there. Yeah, NTT bottom 100% in 17. Oh, there you go. So, with that said, you know, it's easy for me to put, and, and you're going to have to educate. It's easy for me to understand a uh, reliability and uh, maintenance program with, with rotating equipment, with, you know, assets that are out in a manufacturing, you know, floor, whatever. I, I, I understand that. Help us understand from a from a data perspective what that looks like. I don't even know what that looks like. It's different. So just defining criticality. I mean, fifty uh, percent of our assets we all consider a criticality of one, the highest level, because it's either electrical distribution for the power, or it's providing a cooling effect. The only things that aren't is like air conditioners for offices and you know parts of the building and the facilities and things like that. So most of our assets are our critical, and then. You look at the hierarchy, and it's not like a department to machine to a part of the machine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. you just have all these individual yeah. components, you know, generators and UPSs and, and batteries and transfer yeah, switches. Yeah. So they're all individual things. And so I really do my hierarchy by a category, electrical, mechanical, building, fire life safety, those types of things. So that was different. The other thing I really found a lot different is there's, there's not like a maintenance and operations departments. We're just one department. They do the maintenance and they do the operating. And they call it cr critical facilities operations. And so they can't point the finger at each other because they are the same. Right, so that's, right. that's a lot better. Another thing that they really get more involved in is like some of the codes for like NFPA 70B, uh, ANSI NETA, um, MTS. 
Oh. All those kind, you know, no, I let triple me have e. a bowl of acronyms right yeah. now, just so I can stoop it up and a, <laughs> put some milk on it and eat it up. <laughs> Holy moly! So I spent some time looking through those, and you know, there are recommendations and testing for you know transformers and high voltage switches and switchboards and yeah. and even generators and which are a standby generator because they don't run all the time; they're just there when when they're needed. So I did a lot of research on those to create what was called a scope of service, which is the beginning of the PM plan. So you have to look at all your different manufacturers, what does OEM recommend, and kind of mesh all that together and say, okay, well, this is where we're going to start. We're going to do this monthly or quarterly or annual or, or whatnot. And so my focus has been more on predictive maintenance. And you know, I look at IR scanning. You know, in, in manufacturing, every year I was religious about getting IR scanning done at least annually. And they'd find 20, 30 deficiencies. We'd fix them next year, 20, 30 more. And it was a great program. But, you know, I had it done uh, a year ago in a data center, and they found zero. You know, no deficiencies. So how do you justify doing See, that kind of thing? That is, that's, that is such an interesting – I always think that, okay, yeah, when everybody goes down the road of saying, hey, we want to be a reliability company. We want to have that culture. We want to be able to focus on and manage these assets. Mm -hmm. It's all good. It's a, don't get me wrong. I, I get it. But the reality is is that you, you hit the, the financial low-hanging fruit, and it's all, yeah, look at that, man. That's great, man. Woo, woo, woo. And then eventually, it, if you do your job right, it sort of goes away. Yeah. And it becomes sort of day-to-day, -day, whatever. But I don't know. Yeah, that's a tough one. Just FYI. <laughs> it is. So there you go. You don't have anything. So Yeah, you have to really look at the business case and does not make sense? And, I mean, if you waited, like, say, every five years in infrared scan, I mean, that's probably way too much. Yeah. You know, and it's really not going to get you the data. You can't trend it. So so you were here. You've been here at uh, Accelerate 23. And um, a part of that, you had a, you had a conversation. You were a keynote. You weren't just any speaker. You were a <laughs> keynote. And that means you are a bigwig when it comes to speaking. Uh, explain to the listeners what you were talking about there. So I started out with uh, focusing on CMMS and what we've done to use that to leverage our reliability program. So when I joined the company, I just started using e-maintenance, and an IT guy was in charge of it. So we got the basic standard package, nothing with... I couldn't go run a mean time between fire report. I didn't have fair cause remedy codes. There wasn't, and there's a lot of clutter on right. the screens, all these fields. I'm like, what is this? We're never going to use that. So I spent my first year just kind of doing cleanup of it, you know, and, and making it so I could get some good data out of it. And actually had a redeployment. I actually took a trainer, me and him, we went around to every site. We trained everybody, which is good because then they could meet me, you know, since I was new. And then we were off, off and, and running. And, you know, when I joined, there's zero corrective work orders, you know, so it was a whole culture development, you know, that, yeah, that I went through yeah. with it. So I was kind of explaining all the different attributes and things I'd done, you know, with the program. So you did that. You uh, Now you're deploying that email platform a little bit more. So, but how, how did you begin that journey into, the, uh, into your organization, NTT, and then where are you at today? After a period of time, how long have you been with them? Uh, five and a half years. Where you are today? Oh yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. so in the beginning it was just... I'm not, I'm not trying to put you in a, an uncomfortable yeah. situation. I was like, yeah, they don't support me. No, I'm not asking you to do that. <laughs> in the beginning it was just me. I was hired as a reliability engineer. Right, right, right. And so I had a lot of time on my hands to build the foundations. You know, I did FMEAs and all these... Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Um, so you just acronymed the heck out of me. Right? <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, failure modes, failure, failure modes affects analysis. There you go. Yes. Got it. I just had to, I had to throw it up. I knew, I knew what it was, but I just thought so. Go for it. Continue. And so I used that and did a PM optimization on, on all of our, our tasks and the scopes of service. And spent a lot of time making sure that those are, are pretty solid. And I bounced them off a lot of different industry experts, people out in the field that go and do it for a living. Like, okay, yeah, ANSI needed tells you you need to like, do all this testing. Yeah. Is it really value added there? Does anybody really do all this stuff? And if you do it, then what do you get out of it? Yeah. So I kind of went through all good. that analysis early on. That's good. Good, 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 good. And then uh, three years into the company, and then they promoted me, gave me these maintenance coordinators who do all the scheduling of the maintenance. So I was really kind of able to evolve the CMMS, you know, even a little bit more. And then, you know, last year, and actually then I changed departments. I was in operations, and I went. To, they created a real estate facilities department, so I went to that by myself again. I was able to hire a CMMS administrator, a scheduler, and then he gave me all the coordinators back again because they left them in operations. So now I have like eight people who work for me and we do all the scheduling and I set all the standards. So the people doing the maintenance don't work for me. That, that makes it kind of a challenge. You know, I can't reach out to technicians and say, well, where's my feedback? You know, where's my right, completed right. work order? I have to kind of work with these folks and work right. together and and hope to get some feedback from them. So that's one of the things that's a little bit more difficult. You know, I can't go around to 13 different buildings and, you know, go and look at every single task for every every step of the way for a PM. You know, I, I really need input from the guys out there doing the work. So fast forward, you, you've been with the organization a little over five years. Mm -hmm. Got it. Good. You brought in because you were a maintenance and reliability guy that uh, was going to be able to try to transform uh, NTT. <clears throat> And bring in those those disciplines. Um, what are the benefits have you seen from when you started to where you are today? Well, one, we're at least documenting what we have. And we are getting like some failure modes and things that are coming up. We are doing a quarterly analysis of our failure cause remedy codes and seeing, you know, where there's more deficiencies or, you know, our chillers. You know, we found that we have issues with their sensors. Um, you know, we have a separate, like, you know, we have a lot of batteries, and there's a separate battery monitoring program. It's kind of separate. We don't have that as part of e-maintenance. I don't know if that will be because it's pretty specialized. And oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? It's so special. It doesn't need a. It has a need for a different system. So. Yeah. Well. It, uh, again, I'm not trying to get you into trouble. I'm just sort of pointing <laughs> out some sort of interesting decisions. Yeah. Sure. No problem. No problem, right? <laughs> so, one last question, and and yeah, this from a from a future perspective, from within the organization, um, we, we know that you know cloud storage, whatever, all of that stuff. It's it, it's helped facilitate a lot of this this you know transformation, software as a service, that type of stuff, and it's good. But there, are you seeing, not everything could be in a cloud. Not everything could just sort of reside. It's going to be the size of 
Australia eventually, the whole farm. So what do we do? How do we, how do we begin to manage that? Because, you know, I take pictures, you take pictures, we take pictures. Everything goes to the cloud and it just magically finds a place to call home. So what do you do? Well, our company can't build data centers fast enough. You know, when I joined five years ago, we had six. Now we have 13. In two years, we're going to build eight more. And so we just keep building them and building them. There's all this edge. We're going to start building smaller data centers or just yeah. consider an edge data center that are smaller just for those types of devices. And I'm really looking at more predictive analytics and trying to capture data and trend it and whatnot. That is so cool. And so one of the major issues is cybersecurity. You know, and so that somebody outside yes. the organization yes. can't get that data and do something with it that you wouldn't want them to do with it. Um, so I think it's being selective, you know, really looking at your criticality, your equipment, where your pain points, and putting in exact number of sensors and things and capture the data that really is going to tell you a story. It's going to make a difference. Yeah, I, 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 there's so much change happening. There is. It's just, and it's not, not bad. I mean, it's just, you have a big job ahead of you. Oh, yeah. That's what that means. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, how do people get a hold of you, Lee? If they're interested in saying, hey, um, I want to know more about Lee and NTT and what I can do or whatever it is. LinkedIn is a great place. I have uh, over 800, you know, contacts. There you go. That's uh, Lee McClish out on uh, LinkedIn. Fear not, listeners. We're going to have all the contact information for Lee. How about that? You are great. Thank you. I like that a lot. <laughs> all right, listeners, once again, I uh, we are from... Orlando Broadcasting Live, Accelerate 23, Fluke Reliability. Go check them out at uh, on the World Wide Web. You will not. And reach out because they've got answers as well as NTT. I got it right here. You're going to have all that information out on Industrial Talk. So do not be afraid. Find out more. Reach out to these wonderful people. We will be right back. You're listening to the Industrial Talk Podcast Network. That was a great conversation with Lee. Lee McClish, he's with NTT Global Data Center. We were at the Fluke Accelerate event in Orlando, which, uh, quite frankly, was the right size with the right people. If you're in the world of asset management, reliability, maintenance, you need to uh, reach out and be a part of that in 2024. That is a, a must-attend event. All right, we're going to have all the contact information for Lee out on Industrial Talk. You know that, so reach out. That's your to-do. All right, we're creating a uh, platform, a platform that is dedicated to industrial professionals. You need to be a part of this platform. Your voice needs to be amplified. You just go out to Industrial Talk. You click on whatever, amplify my voice. I don't even know what it is. There's a button out there. I created it, and I can't remember it. But you need to connect with me. Let's have a conversation. Be bold, be brave, dare greatly. Hang out with Lee. Change the world. We're going to have another great conversation shortly, so stay tuned.